back. Oh my gosh, what has happened? It's it's the I don't want to say normal. I want to say the um, classic. The the classic the Sunday night Sunday show crew. The OG. The OG Sunday crew. We haven't had this crew together since what before the fests. Yes. Oh yeah. And we had you the one time yep. after you came back from California, according to Richie Rich. I didn't remember that. I that was that before out. the fest. I thought yeah, that, that we hadn't had this crew together since before you went to uh, off to the left coast to do your left coasty things. Um, but yeah, so here we are again in the studio. It's myself, the Lord Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass, joining me, Nikki and Richie Rich. I'm stoked that you guys are here. This is Free Talk Live. The telephone number, if you want to join the conversation tonight, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. Captain's Log, star date 07242022. Just to get that out of the way. Yep. Uh, That's how you know it's a Sunday show. Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, It is Sunday. Before I I, want to, well, here, I'll tell everybody what we might be talking about. Uh Government has gone too far. Potential topics for tonight. New Jersey hates breweries, microbrews specifically. Uh, An activist uh, wants to lead a satanic prayer at a high school football game. Uh, Portland lesbian bar has been shut down for not being woke enough. Uh, Should have seen that one coming. Five ways the Hunger Games have happened in real life. Uh, Low-paid virtual cashiers provoke outrage amongst activists. One small step for democracy in a live-free-or-die town. What is the Free State Project? So I I have to confess, both of these, the last two articles are uh, from the least favorite publication on planet Earth, the New York Times. So just you have an idea where they're coming from. We also have something about Florida man versus Florida sheriff. We're not sure where that's coming from. Scientists find link between wolf attacks and far-right politics. Go figure. Have to have something. Gonorrhea could be the driver of gene mutations. And oddly shaped ice cream treats being sold. Well, okay. Hang on. We're we're not revealing the whole thing here. We're not getting into that article just yet. Well, I hear what you're saying. Okay. I don't want, without bearing the lead, there's more to that gonorrhea headline. There is, yes. Okay, and yes. you're purposefully... I am, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I, I don't want to, like, you know, give up the whole show here Spoilers. in the first segment. Yeah, man. What's well, the headline? These are, I'm teasing. Okay. I'm teasing for listeners to stick around. The headline is the tease, though. It's a three-hour-long show, and so I think they've got enough, right? Have Off we of that? Teased okay. Them? I mean... All right. Hey, some think it's gross, but it's really good on toast. Gonorrhea. Uh-uh. Gonorrhea. Uh-uh. Oh, wait. No, that's diarrhea. Sorry. My bad. It's oh, old, either way, no. Old, old childhood song. No. Okay. Yeah, it's one of the classics. Is it? One of the classics from my childhood, anyway. I don't know where you grew up. You know, a diarrhea does not go with You're assuming I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's uh, on you. It all makes sense now. Uh, where are we going to start? Oh, I was going to say, because it's Sunday, uh, I have taken it upon myself to host a little thing every Monday night to watch this uh, HBO show called The Anarchists. First two episodes done. Watched them. Yeah? Yep. Okay, good, because I know Nikki's seen him. Sweet, okay. so we can talk about that a little bit if you want. Yep. Um, but Hey, no spoilers, though. It does air Sunday nights. So Sunday nights after this show is over, 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, is, I believe, when it airs on HBO Max, whatever as, that is. As a true anarchist, I wait for it to hit the torrent sites, and I pirate it. 
there is a reason why I host my viewing on Mondays instead of Sundays, outside of the fact that I'm here on Sunday yep. nights, right? But, um, you know, yeah. So take that, HBO. So Well, I mean, I don't, you know, if if you can afford it, you know, go ahead. And I think you can get a free subscription for like 30 days or something. I don't know. Or use somebody else's. Yeah, or piggyback on, you know, some. there's ways for you to see it. I also know that at some point there were, uh, at least the first episode was up on our favorite streaming platform. Odyssey? Yes. Which means it can never come down. Well, so I think they did take it down off Odyssey, but wow. it's still, How'd they on, do that? still on library. Okay. Right? Is that how? That's that's how that works. Okay. Yes. But once it's on I the- I think. I don't know for a Once fact, it's on I the blockchain, it's I supposed to be a permanent- thing as long as people are seeding it i haven't tested it right. so i can't okay. verify perhaps if you a listener out there have been watching it uh, in this way uh, you can let us know at 603-283-6160 odyssey censors pirated material that should be the headline well they do right respond there. to dmca takedowns so <laughs> how is okay fair play how is that any better than youtube then well, uh, because I believe, don't quote me on this. I mean, if you're okay. if you represent library in, in some way and want to correct me on this, feel free to call us. But I believe that the takedown is from Odyssey, but the data still lives on library. Okay. I believe is how that works. Okay. Don't quote me on that. So there's still a non Odyssey way to access the data if you if you participate in the library project. That's my understanding. Okay. But I wonder how you would go about doing that though. You'd have to download the library. Uh, app and okay. know, uh, that kind of thing so which i have not done i've only used odyssey to you know watch things kind of like youtube i don't know when library launched but when they first launched i created an account like okay getting this thing done and didn't use it didn't do anything with it and then probably like six to nine months later my buddy goes like dude you got to check this thing out it's called library i'm like i'm already on there there's nobody <laughs> there yet he's like oh cool all right so new technology comes out man i create an account and then i see where it goes yep and that's the way you got to do it these days. It used to be the new technology would come out slow enough that you could wait for a minute. Or if you were the first and then somebody was like, you're like, yeah, I already know. And then you would teach them. Now, new tech is just, I mean, it's coming at us left and right that it's hard to keep up with all yeah. of the tech that's coming out, much less which one's going to take off. So you're right. If you just create an account for everything that comes your way, eventually a few of those are going to come in handy. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's get started. This from the Brownst- or from brownstone.org. Not the Brownstone, but brownstone.org. Uh, governments were given credible warnings about lockdown harms, but didn't listen. Wow. You don't say. Yeah, we've been saying this since, well, before they even did lockdowns. We're like, just don't do it. And they did it anyway. I'll take obvious news reports for 100. Uh, ding, ding, ding. It's the Daily Double. No, it's not. Uh, there is a rising awareness of government excess in violating freedoms and liberties. In a global survey of 52,000 people by the Democracy Perceptions Index, I don't know what that is, uh, in 50 of the 53 countries surveyed, people expressed net agreement that government has gone too far in limiting people's freedoms. In case you're wondering what net agreement is, that's agreement minus disagreement. Okay. <laughs> For those of you bad at math, I was told there'd be no math. So what's the gross agreement statistic then? <laughs> it's gross that people don't agree with the statement. Okay. In my opinion, anyway. Authorities and lockdown advocates accuse critics of 2020 hindsight and assist, insist they did the best they could with limited information in the midst of a once-in-a-century pandemic. <laughs> oh my gosh, Lies. give me a break. Okay, oh, okay. Hold on. There has to be... Like, I want... 
I want to say there's a small benefit of the doubt there, right? Because unless you're operating with perfect information, everybody goes about their daily life operating on the best information provided to you at that time. Okay. The difference is, right, we don't try to control the behaviors of others with limited information, right? Like they knew they were working on limited information because that goes without saying. And then controlling entire populations based on that is where, you know, the line gets crossed. Yeah, force conformity is never the answer for anything. And in fact, uh, I would argue that the largest benefit would have been to let people go about handling this all themselves in the best way they saw fit individually. And guess what? The best possible application would have surfaced. Well, clearly they wanted there to be mass hysteria. This is all, in my opinion, planned. No doubt about it. Well, it certainly, uh, even if it wasn't, they certainly know how to not let a good crisis go to waste. Oh, yeah, right. absolutely. They've been through this many times, and they're absolutely 100% lying if they say, oh, well, we did the best we could with limited information in this once-in-a-century right. pandemic. No, I'm sorry. That's not true. You could go back and look at, well, many things that have occurred in history and the actions that were taken. I mean, just go back and look at, like, SARS. Remember that? Yeah. Remember SARS? Well, I mean, they if, they're, anything, if, if there were, like, dead bodies in the street, like, you know, bring out your dead Right, I probably would have self-isolated. Probably would have like stayed in the house and went, "Wow, I'm not. I don't want to die." Yeah. But everything, everything pointed to like this isn't so bad, and I'm healthy and young enough to get away with it, and so I acted accordingly. As well, you should, and so am I. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Are you in net agreement that government has gone too far? Gross agreement. Give us a call. More free talk live is coming up. It is Free Talk Live. If you couldn't tell by our zealous and joyous intro, enthusiasm. enthusiasm, it is Sunday. And we do things a little bit different here on Free Talk Live on Sunday nights. We were talking about this bit from brownstone.org, also known as the Brownstone Institute, about 50 in 53 countries. People expressed net agreement that government has gone too far in limiting people's freedoms. So there's only like a couple hundred governments on planet Earth. Now, they happen to claim all of the land on planet Earth, but uh, 50 of the 53 surveyed were like, yep, government has gone too far. So uh, I feel like, hey, we're not the only ones. You know, we talk about that often here on Free Talk Live. Well, that's one of the... The freedoms, the benefits about being in the United States, despite how bad it is. Is that we still have some freedom of speech? Right. Yeah, Yeah, we can at least say when it's bad. Yeah. Right. Like, I feel like Free Talk Live, the radio program that you're listening to right now, is a bit of a, what do they call it, canary in the coal mine? Okay. So when Free Talk Live ceases to broadcast, that might mean something. It might mean that freedom of speech has actually ended here in the United States of America. It's already like I can't say whatever I want on this program. It's regulated. Yes. 
And so, like, I can't cuss. I can't use certain uh, descriptive terms. I, you know, there's certain topics that we've uh, come to find out are taboo. Yep. And so, you know, while we're still much freer than everywhere else, we are still regulated. We are still unable to actually have free speech on this program. And again, fair play. That's because we've chosen uh, terrestrial radio as the preferred medium. Right, we can we can do an internet show. We can do a podcast, which we do. I mean, uh, Free Talk Live is also a podcast Understood. and an internet stream. But if you if you did that and uh, for, shoot, for, went, for went right, yeah, the radio side of things, you would you would remove all of those restrictions that is that we currently find. So, I so mean, there is the freedom to do those things. I think it's a good trade off. It, I think it's a, the most important thing is to reach as many ears as we possibly can, yes. and not cussing and not being able to say certain words isn't really that big of a deal. It's still lame. Yes. Don't get me wrong. It's still lame, but it's a pretty good trade-off. It is. And also- That's also how you keep people on Facebook and YouTube, though, because like, that's where the audience is. Yeah. But also, Free Talk Live started as a radio program. Understood. Free Talk Live predates podcasts. Right. So it had to start somewhere, and so this is just where we are now. I get it. But the, the, the freedom still exists if you choose your medium differently. For now. Right. Yeah. Like, like not being able to cuss, right, is a voluntary choice because we're playing in the FCC's field. Damn it. Okay. See, because that's the closest I can get. So I just wanted to get a damn it in there. I'll get a hell in there while I'm at it. Oh, my goodness. Hell, damn it. Getting crazy over there. Yeah, I know. You're going to upset the Christians. (laughs) It wouldn't be the first time. Uh, This from Reason.com. No segue. New Jersey cracks down on breweries for hosting trivia nights and serving food. How, How dare they? Stole her Exactly life. what I was going to say. How dare they? I, what, what could New Jersey possibly have against breweries hosting trivia nights and serving food? It's a violation. Regulations ban food sales, limit the number of events, and include other inane requirements. Uh, I'll give you the TLDR on this without you know getting into it. Basically, in New Jersey, they have... Uh, one version of the liquor license that is for your actual like full-on booze serving establishments hard liquor yep and they can serve beer and wine too with that license i think it's all encompassing and they can also be restaurants and serve food and have trivia nights and have bands and you know all the fun stuff that you associate with an alcohol purveyor so what has happened is well, microbrews have gotten popular. This craft brewing thing has sort of hit New Jersey, and a bunch of craft breweries and microbrews and brew pubs have popped up. And in order to compete with the the bars with the full liquor license, uh, they've been having to innovate themselves. Well, it's to get around the regulations. And, and go, well, how can we attract more customers? And they decided that they were also going to serve food and that they were also going to host trivia nights because... You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to look at what wheels are turning. Oh, maybe we'll do some of that and figure out what works for us. So they started doing that. And the actual full liquor license serving establishments, instead of going, hey, guys, we got to get together and figure out how to step up our game because these guys are taking our customers and, you know, we're not seeing as much business as we used to. Instead of them getting together and innovating, coming up with new and unique ways to drive customers to their establishments, what do they do? 
Call in the state. Call in the state. Hey, daddy government, the breweries are taking our customers because they're doing the things that we were doing, and it's not fair. Force them out of business. They don't have the license to do those things. I'm sorry, sir. You you can't do that without a license. It's weird, too, because I, I skimmed that article at one point, and there's something about like holding special events only once a week oh, yeah, or having parties just once no a month. Sense. You're right. Like, why does it matter? Breweries are restricted to hosting 52 private parties per year, such as go. birthday parties or corporate events. Uh, New Jersey ABC makes it clear that it will allow patrons attending a private party to bring their own beer and wine to the events. Why a brewery would want to host a party where someone else's beer is served goes unexplained. All events, whether or not they are a special event or a private party, must manually be entered into the DABC website at least 10 days in advance. Some no surprise parties. Yeah. Got to be public information. Let's see what other crap they said they have. If an event is not promoted or advertised, it apparently does not count against the 25-event cap, although it's unclear why a brewery would bother hosting weekly trivia if it can't tell its customer base when to show up. I wonder what their explanation for this is. Like, they would need to, I guess they don't need to do anything, but it they're not going to give a reason why they're putting a cap on the limit of what kinds of parties and events I mean, breweries can host. It's Jersey, number one, so it's petty government, yeah. number two, and it's just... How can we exercise more control on this new industry? And then, boom, they give themselves the power to do so. Do they need to justify it? No, because they got the guns. Of course not, but it's still... It's dumb. It's just blatant overreach. Restricting such events puts a damper on potential on-premise taproom sales, undermining the brewery's ability to act as a community hub and gathering place. The event cap also disproportionately punishes the most vulnerable members of the state's brewing community. Since many small microbreweries and nanobreweries exclusively sell beer from their on-premise tap rooms, eschewing distribution to stores or bars altogether. That's the whole point. Yeah. So, like you show you show up to the restaurant on the microbrew site to drink that brewery's beer and the, and their wares. Yeah. So right, that's why you go there. So, dear New Jersey bars, the ones that sell hard liquor, uh, grow some testicles, uh, be a man, and compete. Innovate, sure. right? Level up. Don't go crying to daddy and pointing guns at these other guys just because they're out competing you with their delicious beverage. Now again, to be fair, at least New Jersey has bars. That's true. New Hampshire pretends they don't have bars by making them all restaurants. restaurants. 603-283-6160. Do you prefer a bar? Or do you prefer a microbrew? More Free Talk Live is coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. 
thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. We are back, aren't we? That was the pre-point to make sure you were on board doing it. I wonder if people watching... Don't point too soon, man. I Don't if, point too soon. I wonder if people watching over at video.freetalklive.com like, saw Nikki go, but like say nothing, <laughs> right? You know? Anyway. It is Free Talk Live. This is a test run. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160 if you would like to pipe in and join us in the conversation. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richard Rich. Uh, Free Talk Live's video archives have been over on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol. And we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube. And it's really taking off now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on all things COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you'd like to go all in, download the desktop app over at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. Unless it's a DMCA takedown. Well, no, that's for Odyssey, not okay. library. Yeah. So I, I'm. I mean, I don't. You know, I'll have to go try this in my spare time, which I have so much of now. Uh, anyway, uh, visit video.freetalklive.com. Follow us on Odyssey today. That's video.freetalklive.com. All right. What is the Free State Project? Great question. I, I wonder, like, we talk about it here on the let's, show. Let's go to the authoritative source on the matter. <laughs> the The true dork times also known as the New York Times. Uh, this is my least, one of my least favorite publications. I believe the sentiment is shared amongst... For unbiased reporting about the Free State Project. <laughs> That's not what we're going to get here. I, I'm just guessing. I haven't actually read this, but... I think it's great advertisement. Uh, today's newsletter is a guest dispatch from Don Barry. Never trust a man with two first names, Don Barry who wrote in the New York Times Sunday about how the surprise victory of a hardcore libertarian movement in a small New Hampshire town led to a swift backlash and a harsh lesson in the importance of showing up to vote. Here, Dan explains the group behind the clash. Oh, is this the Croydon thing? Dun, dun, dun. Or is that the next article? Uh, well, let's see. Okay. For, for nearly two decades now and without much national attention, restless libertarians. Is that? Are we restless libertarians? I 
I we're guess. just. I think they mean we're not lazy and we actually get things done. My my preferred adjectives are handsome and wealthy. <laughs> For nearly two decades now, without much national attention, handsome and wealthy libertarians everywhere have been relocating to New Hampshire. They are drawn less by the spectacular fall foliage than by a literal interpretation of the state motto, more often stamped on license plates than uttered in conversation, live free or die. I I don't know. I say it all the time in conversation. I don't know what they're talking about. I love uttering that in conversation to natives. When they start yeah. getting all status, I'm like yeah. isn't this the live for or die state? Yeah, yeah. And like, have you read your license plate lately? Yeah. You would think the brainwashing would be strong, and that people would read that. Be, yeah, live for your die, man. This, this is your state motto. You should be the one upholding its values. You've been reading it hundreds, if not thousands, of times a day on every car that passes you by. They could just move to uh, to Massachusetts. Stamped well, there on the is status the, uh, license plate. The opposite of the Free State Project, which is the uh, Progressive State oh. Project. Yeah, it's progressive relocation. Yeah, it's to help those who don't agree with New Hampshire being a live free or die state to relocate themselves elsewhere. I thought it was, it, there used to be one called the Free Lunch Project. Similar idea. Yeah, I, I believe there are multiple uh, similar projects okay. all happening simultaneously. To get rid of those people. Well, to to assist them in achieving their goals in life. Go where you get the state you deserve. Much of the Free State Project migration has been driven by a nonprofit organization called the Free State Project. Its adherents believe that by moving en masse to a small state within an an inordinately large legislature, people... All right, anyway. uh, 400 representatives and 24 senators for 1.38 million people they can affect change to their liking. That is, limited government, self-reliance, limited government. They wrote it twice. It's, it's so funny because they're always like, well, if you don't like it, why don't you vote? If you don't like it, why don't you run for office? And that's what we're doing. And now they're mad about it. Yeah, I can't you're not believe. supposed to take the advice. I can't believe these guys have the audacity to, to vote <laughs> and to move to a place with a motto like live free or die. And to change it to make it more free. <laughs> Evil. Evil. <laughs> well, if you don't like the government, change it from the inside. Okay. Oh, we don't like it when you change it from the inside. That sucks. It's amazing that it's actually starting to work a little bit here. It is amazing. It totally is. It is amazing. Like, I am not, uh, I said this tonight at our dinner, I do not identify as a libertarian. Sure. I, I identify as a voluntarist. Uh I prefer to identify as an anarchist, but people go, you throw Molotov cocktails? It's like, no. ANCAP, not ANCOM. Yeah, I I drink cocktails. I don't know what a Molotov is. ANCAP should throw more Molotov cocktails. (laughs) (laughs) At at the appropriate people (laughs) and institutions. But they would first get permission from their targets before they chuck them, or they would only chuck them in self-defense. Sure. Pick your targets. That's all I'm saying. By concentrating our numbers in a single state, we are maximizing our impact as activists, entrepreneurs, community builders, and thought leaders. The group's website says, Free staters are neighborly, productive folks from all walks of life, all ages, all creeds of colors, who are on a mission to prove that more liberty leads to more prosperity for everyone. After all, who's against liberty? Hopefully no one, except for the New York Times, clearly. And a whole bunch of the natives here that want us gone. Some people from Mass and some Vermonters and Bernie Sanders and, you know, I'm sorry, Bernie Slanders. The L is silent for most people. But it remains an open question 
whether the movement's interpretation of liberty, emphasizing individual rights over the common good, has gained significant traction. If it didn't gain significant traction, you wouldn't be publishing this freaking article. Sorry. Mic Sorry, drop. Kinda, <laughs> I would not drop this mic. It's it's like, I mean, I think my life is worth less than this microphone. These are pretty sweet mics. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's age, it happens. Uh, in 2016, for example, the Free State Project announced with fanfare that 20,000 people had signed a pledge to move to New Hampshire within the next five years and help create a, a society in which the maximum role of government would be nothing. Oh, I'm sorry, no. The maximum role would be to protect individual rights. People supporting guns rights, gay marriage, and fiscal conservatism are welcome. Racists, bigots, and those promoting violence are not. Well, part of those. It's not that those people don't show up. It's just that it takes a while for people to sort of out themselves. I hear what you're saying, and I maintain that uh, racism and bigotry are within the realm of libertarianism because it's voluntary association. And so you may not like those people, but they know who they want to associate with, and they know whom they don't want to associate with this, and that is compatible ideology, yes. even if you don't want to accept it. it that is true. Uh, and, I mean, I guess that's all there is to say about it. That is true. It is compatible. Uh, however, uh, it's not, like, welcomed. Sure. Right? We're not going like, hey, all you racists and bigots, come join us here in New Hampshire. I, well, I bet you somebody's going to, like, clip that and take it out of context. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, and honestly, I, I feel like I know a lot of people in the Free State Project. I've met a lot of people that have moved here for liberty, yeah. and I don't really know a single person that is racist. Yeah, I... I mean, I do, but they didn't move here for the Free State Project. They just ended up here. Sure. Six years later, the group says the number of Free Staters in New Hampshire stands at uh, a little over 6,000. So we got a ways to go to get that 20,000 who signed up actually here. So if you're out there and you signed up for the Free State Project, they do calling parties to get those people. Where the hell are you? Get your ass here. We got work to do. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Did I do it right? Yeah. You did nice. Great. Thanks. It's, it's like three words. You just got to say them in order. I, I was unsure if it was three or four words. And Depends. we are back. We're, no. We are. It's yeah. a contraction. We are you back. You know contractions. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like a conjunction? Sure. Conjunction, junction. Watch your function. We almost had a harmony there. Perhaps one day. Free Talk Live will be good enough to, I don't know, give us singing lessons. This is a radio show. <laughs> 603-283-6160 in the studio. It's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Rich Rich. Uh, so we were talking about the Free State Project and the fact that uh, the 20,000 signers haven't quite materialized yet. We've got, yeah, I don't know, a third of that, according to statistics, which, you know, we don't know. I'm not tracking it. I actually... 
while the Free State Project may count me in those statistics, I didn't sign up for the Free State Project specifically. I knew that it was here, and I knew that there was what I like to call the larger liberty movement here. So it's not right. just the Free State Project. But I also knew that there were activists doing all sorts of things here, whether or not they were part of the Free State Project. And I wanted to come and be part of it because I, too, feel like the government has gone too far. So whereas I, I support like the noble ideals of yeah. the Free State Project, I, I, I am of the opinion that as a project, right, we can objectively say that it has failed. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Well, mm. he, hear me out. The original, the original goal, like here's what we're going to do, yeah, is to get twenty thousand people to sign, and then within five years of of reaching the twenty thousand number, yep. those people were supposed to have moved. Right, and, and it, I and I totally get your point there. But what I'm thinking is if so, if we did get twenty thousand people to move here and they came here, and then nothing was really happening, to me that wouldn't be better than we have. Six, seven thousand people here, but we do have a lot of people that are doing a lot of really good activism. Sure. They're getting elected. Sure. They're they're passing bills. They're making change. So to me, that's the important part. That might be the important part. But there was a stated goal, right? So yeah. letter that of didn't the goal, okay. and it did to, not happen. To the letter of the goal, correct. They did right. not. They hit. They hit the number in like February yep. of 2016. I went, oh darn! I've got to move now because I committed to move. I got here in 2018. And then 2021 came and went, right? And that was like, that was the cutoff for reaching the goal as stated initially. I wonder how many people are here that aren't, because what, you have to sign something to say like, I'm here. Okay. I never did that. Well, you have to sign up and say, I'm one of the ones who's going to go. Yeah. And they reach that number. So I don't know. There are people who have moved since then who likely didn't sign up and pledge to say, I'm going, but they're here anyway for the freedom movement. Sure. But if... That being said, right, if you're going to trust any of the numbers, you have to go with, like, the official numbers sure. from the Free State Project, and objectively, yeah. they have not reached those numbers in the stated time frame that they were supposed to. Correct, yes. The 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 one thing that they said, hey, we're going to set out and do this, they did not accomplish. It's right. True. The one thing. Yeah. Right. Now, is again, the goal is noble, right? Should people still move here? Sure. Should activists come and help out? Absolutely. Yes. And also, the Free State Project still exists as an organization, so... I'm hoping they will, you know, set some other goals now, whatever that or they may be. Maybe reachable goals this time. Yeah. Well, I think, um, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think it was Mark Edge that said uh, uh, the mistake the Free Free State Project made was uh, reaching the goal or deciding where to move before reaching the amount of signers. Okay. Right, he he thinks, and I he made a pretty good argument for it. I can't remember the details, but he thinks that if they'd have said, "Hey, let's get twenty thousand freedom loving people together to sign and pledge to move somewhere where there's the most freedom," and then once they reach that number, decide on the state and then move to New well, Hampshire. Well, they, they sort think- of did that because they did the vote after five thousand people signed. Yeah. Right, but that's what I'm. That's what he's he's saying is that they should not have done the vote at five thousand. They should have waited till twenty thousand okay. to do the vote. I don't know, and then they all then people would move en mass at one time. But and they didn't even get that thing. original. 5,000 to move. Well, they got over 6,000. So. Now? Yeah. But they, they, that vote happened like 15 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm just saying that like he made a pretty good argument for why they should have done it differently because once they decided on the state, a bunch of people who signed up were like, oh, well, maybe I don't want to go. But or, I just yeah. don't see how that would have helped, though. I think It would have been like, worse hey, if you waited to 20,000. Yeah, it's, it's like, okay, it, we're going to this. It's about building momentum, though. 
Yeah, I guess so. But they, so, they lost the momentum after they took the vote. So if people okay, were like, I hear what you're saying. I'm I'm signing up for this thing, but I don't even know where I'm moving. To me, it makes more sense to be like, we picked. Then you, this then those state. like last fifteen thousand know where they got. Yeah, go. they know where they're yeah, going because right. I'm not going to just say I'm going to move somewhere. I, like, what if it was Wyoming? I have no interest to go to Wyoming or Honduras. You know. <laughs> Yeah, like I wanted to move to New Hampshire. I don't, I'm not even really technically a part of the Free State Project. I just moved here because I was in Massachusetts and New Hampshire's wow. clearly so does that, better. Does that make all three of us among the uncounted? No, I'm counted. I'm absolutely counted. You signed? I signed the pledge okay. in 2007. Okay. I think. 2007. Yeah, 2007. I got my I got my signer number. I have that written down somewhere. It's in my notes. Well, only- and then when I moved, I told them I moved and I have my mover number. So, so you're official. I'm official. Well okay. and, I, and I moved within the time frame that I agreed wow. to move. Okay, look at right? you. Like they hit the number in 2016. Wow. I went, Keeping gosh darn it. I got you. As libertarians should. Wow. As I mean, anarchists should. I think it's interesting that well over 60% of the hosts of Free Talk Live on Sunday night did not sign. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so technically I volunteer for the Free State Project. I'm the the rep from the Monadnock region for new movers. But I just didn't sign, and I don't yeah. even really consider myself yeah. Yeah. a free state. I, I guess I kind of am. You, I mean, Whatever. But, but you are in spirit. Yes, yes. in spirit. Yes. Right. I mean, so I I'm love not, the free state project. I. I think it's great. So I'm not, again, I'm not knocking like the, the movement itself, right. Right. just that the stated goal was not reached. Yeah. And that's fine. Uh, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again. Sure. You know, I believe that there are far more liberty loving people, uh, anarchists, libertarians, voluntarists, whatever you want to call these people who have the desire to do it. It is difficult to pick up your life and, you know, move across the country to someplace you've never been before. Yeah. So from Hawaii, now, sight unseen. Yeah. Well, and I did the same from Seattle. Yeah. So now I mean, he's got you beat in Hawaii, though. <laughs> well, I'll beat him in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. It's not a competition, right? Um, but what I do enjoy is that people are still coming. People are oh, still yeah, coming. Absolutely. We we have these events that, that happen on the regular, not just here in Keene, but also in cities all around New Hampshire. Uh, all the different regions have designated representatives for the new movers, as you've pointed out. So people are still coming. People are still, they come to Porkfest and Forkfest. They listen to Free Talk Live. And it's not stopping. The migration is happening. People do have an interest. And the more oppressive the United States government decides it's going to be to its own people, the more it declares its own people the enemy, the more interest there's going to be in doing that, and the more momentum the folks, the liberty-loving people here in New Hampshire and the ones on their way are going to have. I found my signer number, not my mover number. I'm signer 7840. Well, so you were... How long ago did you move? Uh, I I moved here 2018. When did you sign? 2007. So a decade till you moved? Yeah. Wow. They hadn't hit the goal. Right, yeah. I was not obligated to move. Well, I remember- I kept my word. Those who've been listening to me on this show for quite some time may know that I attempted to move to New Hampshire uh, about five years before I actually did move. What do I mean by that? Well, I threw all my stuff into a trailer and was towing it behind my four-wheel drive, and I hit some black ice uh, coming out of the mountains and rolled the whole thing. I almost died, lost all my crap strewn along the shoulder of the highway, et cetera, and so on. Uh, But I went back, and I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I hope I make it in time 
before the trigger, right? Because that's what they were talking about. They're like, when we reach 20,000, it's time for the trigger to be pulled, and everybody will move then. And I was like, oh, I better get out there before the trigger happens so I can get, like, things set up and help people as they sort of come in. I was expecting, like, a refugee-type thing. You know, people are, like, just showing up. Like, yeah, we got a bed for you over here. Like it's a war you know? zone. Yeah, or, like, some kind of, you know, weird hostile situation, you know? But I, I get here, and it's like, yeah, they're, you know, yeah, it is what it is, so. Felt like, all right, the reinforcements are coming, and then uh, trickle. I, I think they're still on their way. It's just difficult for folks to move their entire life. If you do own a small business, though, um, it's relatively easy to relocate your small business. If you have skills, particularly in the trades, welding, carpentry, painting, oh, yeah, we drywall, you know, all of that kind of stuff, stonework, masonry, you know, all these kinds of things. Uh, if you do anything related to homesteading, right, you've raised animals, uh, maybe you are a, uh, a veterinarian of some sort, that kind of a thing, uh, th- these things are in demand, particularly for, for the homesteaders. 603-283-6160 is the number here for Free Talk Live. Coming up, why would an activist ask to lead a satanic prayer at a high school football game? We'll find out. This is Free Talk Live. I was waiting for which direction you were going to point. Yeah, sometimes your hand, you know, your fingers yeah, are going like, all over oh, the place. Where's it going to start? That's cool that I've got you guys like sort of like trained up. I miss this crew. <laughs> we do have fun. It is Free Talk Live. The telephone number here, 603-283-6160. If you want to join us in the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. And we've been talking about all sorts of fun things but we're kicking off our number two here so we're gonna shift gears but before we do that let's go to robert in south carolina robert you're on free talk live yes when i when i was in the early 1970s i guess it was 1974 or so i knew an aspiring young actor by the name of larry punch who grew up in Dedham, massachusetts and moved actually to, to national new hampshire he was a very spirit a free spirit young fellow and um he, he moved there, and I didn't realize that, that New Hampshire was different, although I did see it on the license plate, live free or die. And that's probably been there for many decades, actually, on, on, on their license plates. As soon as the but state I, got I, involved I, with I, the license plating. Excuse me? As soon as the state got involved with license plating. Uh, yes, yes, I see. That's really an amazing long time. So I was... I was, I was but I didn't make the connection that you fellows are making right now with regard to a, to a, to, to this level of freedom. But any, in, in any case, Larry told How long me have you been listening actually, to this show? I've been listening to it for a couple of years, I guess. Maybe I don't know how, how, however long it's been on, I guess. We've been pitching this level of freedom for quite some time, sir. I see. That's, that's pretty amazing because he told me that one day a policeman showed up at his door and it was actually to, to get a parking ticket paid that he had, he had uh, uh, forgotten to pay. And I was pretty surprised about that because I grew up in Greenwood Lake, New York, about 50 miles northwest of New York City. 
And I'd never, never, ever heard of anything like that. Well, so check this out, Robert. Uh, This is from Wikipedia. Live free or die is the official motto of the U.S. state of New Hampshire, adopted by the state in 1945. It is possibly the best known of all state mottos, partly because it conveys an assertive independence historically found in American political philosophy, and partly because of its contrast to the milder sentiments found in other states. And it's only a partial quote as it well. is yes uh, that's what i was getting to is the full quote uh well the phrase was adopted from a toast written by general john stark new hampshire's most famous soldier of the american revolutionary war on july 31st 1809 so that's w- where its origins come from poor health for stark to d- uh, uh, to decline an invitation to an anniversary reunion of the battle of bennington instead he sent his toast by letter and here's the full quote live free or die period Death is not the worst of evils. Yep. That's the full quote. That is quite a state motto. Yes, it is. It's pretty amazing, actually. But you know something? The people in the rest of the country, like, you know, maybe unless you live maybe in New Hampshire or maybe in the immediate area of New Hampshire, the vast majority of Americans don't don't notice that New Hampshire is significantly different than most other states. If it is significantly different, we have no way of really knowing that. And, and maybe you could let us know about some other differences other than parking tickets. <laughs> parking tickets you know? Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. thanks for the call, Robert. We'll be sure to let you know about those things. Uh, we try and do that all of the time. Uh, I mean, all of the time, we, can frequently. Him, we can point them to the direction of the, the 101 reasons to move. 101reasonstomove.com, I believe, yeah. is the okay. name of the website. 101 re- no, 101reasonsfilm.com okay. is the website. 101reasonsfilm.com would be 101 reasons uh, to move to New Hampshire, and contained within them, many of them are ways that New Hampshire is different. Off the top of my head, no sales tax. Uh, there's no state income tax. Uh, in fact, I think the only tax that exists here is property tax. Uh, prepared foods. Oh, yeah, prepared foods. There those, are the, those, prepared those are the two foods, big right? ones for me. Yeah. Because prepared foods, it's a little ridiculous. There is no helmet law here for motorcycle enthusiasts. Or no a seatbelt seat law. law. Or a seatbelt law. So, and I am totally on board with both of those things. No People, insurance requirement? On yeah, there's no, well. yeah, you aren't forced by the state to have insurance on your vehicle. It's a good idea to have it, of course. The same with seatbelts, the same with maybe a helmet. But if you want to take the risk, you are free to do so, and you should be, damn it. And yes, you are free to do so here. Uh, a big difference for me is the fact that you can actually get in touch with representatives, t- state senators, and I actually know some of the people that are running from o- for office and that are already in office. There was a midwifery bill recently, and I wanted to get in touch with some of the state reps that were backing it, and I could literally call them yeah. and talk to them. You can't do that in Massachusetts. Yeah, they will is, not pick up the phone. It is not that difficult to get uh, an email address or a cell phone number of your local representation here in New Hampshire, whereas in other states, <laughs> you're going to be talking to gatekeepers and answering machines and voicemails, and you're going to be lucky if you get a reply. I mean, the bureaucrats in other states, I can't even believe that they're real people. They're almost like celebrities, like you can't actually get in touch with these people. Yeah, there's people I know in the Seattle area who, if they bumped into like the mayor of Seattle at like a ball game or something, they'd take a selfie and be like, oh my gosh, I'm looking at yeah. that. And like they didn't say anything, they just got a selfie and left. And they're like, oh my God. And they feel like they met a celebrity. And like, no, you met a tyrant. Yeah. yeah. Stop celebrating your own oppression. So aside from the 101 reasons, like from moving here, it's obviously not perfect. Right. Part oh, of the no, re- of course part of the reason the Free State Project exists is to improve upon the already, you know, 
mostly free situation. Yes. Right. Um, however, it's hard to describe because it's just different here. Right. Like that's the only thing you can say for some reason. And I don't know if it's because of the state motto. Right. You've got Vermont, Massachusetts, Maine's kind of OK. But for some reason, like in between all of that, it's just different here. It is. It, it yeah. feels different. Yeah, it it does. And I, the best way that I can explain it is, I mean, the contrast for me, pretty stark, right? I went right. from a large major metropolitan area filled with millions of people to a state which is just over a million people, million yeah. and 1.3 or something like that. Something like that. Uh, for the whole state. So uh, things are farther apart. Yeah. And one thing that I enjoy is that when I moved here, I was cured of road rage. In the big city, I, I I mean, I never got out and like beat anybody or anything like that, but I would get upset at other drivers. Blood pressure rises. On the regular, you know, uh, people who would carpool with me be like, dude, are you okay? Dude, you know, should we pull over for, you know, do you want to settle down? And be like, no, just turn off the slayer, right? You know, because like- you well, know that's your problem getting, right there. You know you're getting old when like traffic is so horrible that you have to turn down the slayer, right? Yeah, you listen know, as a meditation guy. music. So that that was like a significant change for me. Uh, how am I more free? Oh, let me count the ways. First of all, I'm not going to get arrested for open carrying, much less concealed carrying here. Whereas uh, in Seattle, I would. Now Washington State uh, is pretty good about uh, the open carry stuff. Uh, it's the concealed carry where you folks get into trouble. And there's a lot of states that are moving in that direction. Yeah. It's one of the. It's ironically one of the few areas that, despite the crackdowns and political talk about like we're taking the guns, right? A lot of state level action is making gun ownership better. Yeah, like there, there's a lot more constitutional carry states than there used to be. There's a lot of people who uh, post COVID have figured out that, hey, my job doesn't have to be anchored to a geographic location. Now, I figured that out long before COVID kicked in. And that was one of the things that allowed me to move here was that I obtained a job and they allowed me to go remote full time. And I said, OK, see you. And here I am. Uh, but since COVID, you know, the government's response to that and its oppression has made people sort of more aware of migrating by keeping their while keeping their same rate of pay. Consider New Hampshire if you're a liberty loving person, because it is less expensive here to purchase a house to, you know, pay your bills and all that than it is in a large metropolitan area. So if you're in like, I don't know, Boston, if you're in Chicago, if you're in uh, Texas, you know, Houston, like any of the big cities, uh, and you move to a state like New Hampshire, you are going to give yourself a raise just by moving. So factor that into your plans if you want to help us, you know, uh, get more liberty in our lifetime. Yep. So anything else you guys noticed? I mean, probably, but uh-huh. I think I we mean, touched upon a lot of them. Staying on the guns thing, right? You can have a you know gun range in your own backyard yeah. on your own property. Yeah, that's I, a beautiful thing. I aspire to have enough property where I can have a nice gun range in my I mean, backyard. Five acres is more than enough, and that's available yeah. in a lot of places. Frequently. 603-283-6160. Live free or die. More Free Talk Live is coming up. And we're back. 
Oh, I almost didn't unmute you in time. I got the point. You did. Well I got done. as soon as the point hit me, man. I was like, I'm, I'm yelling it. This is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. If you'd like to join in the conversation. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. Do you really want liberty in your lifetime? Yes. Yes. Me too. Later this year, Mark Edge of Free Talk Live is speaking at Free Cities Foundation's annual conference, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It's being held in the beautiful city of Prague, October 21st through the 23rd, and showcases autonomous cities and intentional communities that are springing up all around the world. They're offering opportunities for settlers to live freer lives. The conference theme is Parallel Structures for Progress and will explore physical developments and parallel structures emerging in education and finance that offer alternatives for people looking for better ways to learn, educate their children, and invest in their future. Free Private Cities is offering all Free Talk Live listeners a special 20% discount on tickets, which can be claimed when checking out on Eventbrite with the promo code FTL20. To find out more about the conference, visit LifetimeLiberty.com and follow the conference on Twitter via the handle at LibertyIOL. Make sure to get your tickets soon and take advantage of the early bird discount. If you'd like to buy your ticket in Bitcoin, you can drop them a Twitter direct message for instructions. Again, LifetimeLiberty.com. Use the code FTL20. It's being held in Prague October 21st through the 23rd. Mark Edge poaching free staters. Hey, uh, I'm not going to you know, bemoan anybody their own individual pursuit of freedom. Fair enough. Mark included. Okay. So I'm still going to make fun of him by calling him a poacher, though. You do that. <laughs> uh, so we've been talking about... The Free State Project's the newest free state motto. Project. No poaching. No, <laughs> no poach or die? Poach Wait, no. free or die. <laughs> Wait, what's the rest of the quote? Oh, poaching is not the worst of evils. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but we're going to move on. Uh, I had talked about... Where's Bad Slave to back me up on that? No poaching. <laughs> you're, you're trying to summon? Uh, maybe. Yeah rile him up a little bit this is from a site i've never heard of called patch.com p-a-t-c-h patch.com activist asks to lead satanic prayer at florida high school football game if the christians can do it so can the satanists subheading after the supreme court sided with a high school football coach who prayed on the field activist wants to lead satanic prayer at a florida game i'm for it yeah me too I mean, I've heard of that a lot, too. Not the satanic thing, but there's a lot of sports teams will do like a group prayer, especially down south before the game. Here's here's my point on it, though. Uh, if this is a public school and it is funded and run by the state, then there should be no prayers allowed at all, period. Okay. Separation of church and state. I hear you, and I might have a different take on the separation of church and state, okay. because I'm pretty sure... It just says, like, we'll establish no religion, right? And it's not that the Christian football coach is trying to turn the school Christian or establish his own religion. He's just exercising his religion. Yeah, I mean, you do so, have a point. Like, I wouldn't so, want to restrict somebody from participating in some religious ritual that they had to do, like, on the daily. Like, if you're a public school student and you, like, say grace before lunch, 
right? Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Well, or I mean, if you got to face east at some point during the day, should you know, be I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to restrict that. However, uh, the prayer thing should not be done as a class. It should not be done as a team. It should not be done. It should only be done as individuals. Understood. And if he goes like, I'm going to lead a prayer, right? The only thing that they could hold over him is like, oh, he's in a position of authority and he's compelling non-prayers people to right. participate else face some backlash. And there's no evidence of that. He's just, I'm going to lead a prayer, participate or don't, right? Well, I was going to say that I pray and I don't have a religion. So for me, praying isn't necessarily a religious thing. It's just like, let's put this intention into the moment and let's go have a good game or whatever is going on. I like it. Uh, So this from South Florida. After the U.S. Supreme Court backed a high school football coach's right to pray at the 50-yard line, I'm assuming this is during a game. I'm not sure. A uh, South Florida artist and political activist has reached out to a Broward County High School asking to lead a satanic invocation at one of its football games. Chaz Stevens, I just hate the name Chaz. It's just (laughs) such a douchey name. Chaz Stevens, an atheist who founded the Mount Jab Church of Mars activist group, reached out to Broward County Schools asking to lead a satanic prayer at a football game at Deerfield Beach High School, which he attended. I wanted to give a prayer at the 50-yard line at my alma mater, he told Patch. I assume they're going to let me, I assume they're going to tell me to kiss off. This all started when the U.S. Supreme Court, a.k.a. the American Taliban, sided in favor of a high school coach in Bremerton, Washington. And now he is allowed to give his prayer after the game. Right, but he's also the coach. Like, he's affiliated with the school, and the school's football team. And the Satanists, despite his best efforts, right, would at this point just be a fan. Well, right. and so is the Satanist, Chaz, whatever his name is, yep. is he, does he go to the school? Is he Alma a- mater, graduate. Yep. Oh, okay. okay. He graduated, has no current affiliation aside from being a graduate. I mean, I would like it more if it was a student that sure. was like, listen, I'm a, I'm a Satanist. This is my legit religion. I have the same rights as everybody else. It's just kind of weird that somebody that doesn't even go to the school anymore. I get the sentiment of it. Right. I totally yeah. get the point. And let's let's talk and, for a and minute. And a student, if they were a student, right, would not just have a random prayer at the 50-yard line because he's not on the team. But let's take a minute yeah. and talk about why the Supreme Court here is wrong in allowing the coach at this Washington school to have a prayer at the end of the game at the 50-yard line. Let's. Well, so... I mean, that should not be allowed, in my opinion. Okay. Because the coach is in a position of authority, and even if the intent isn't to sort of coerce people into his religion, uh, he's still doing so. He's leading a prayer of his religion and not, uh, he's not respecting the religions that, multiple religions that exist. Again, well, he's not disrespecting them, right? Well, that we know of, but it's not, it, it is incorrect for uh, a coach to have all of the players on a team you know kneel for a prayer at the 50 yard line at the end of the game so sure to me it depends what the prayer is because like i said i pray and i'm not religious so if it's some if they're like quoting bible verses then that would be inappropriate but if it's just like a generic prayer and they're not mentioning god or religion or anything I wouldn't have a problem with it. Let me me just read this next line. Uh, At the end of June, the Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to in favor of Bremerton High School coach Joseph Kennedy. The conservative majority on the court argued the prayers came once the football games had ended when Kennedy was no longer responsible for students, according to the Associated Press. So I've I've grown up in a religious family. 
I would now self-describe as an atheist, when I go to family gatherings and they all hold hands and bow their head and pray, yeah, I just hold hands and bow my head and think about other things. Right? Like, they cannot indoctrinate me back into that. You bow your head I'm and, like, out. criticize everybody's shoes? Sure. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Right? But they're not, they're not trying to bring me in. They're not trying to establish religion over me. And they have no power over me. I just, you know. You're like, wow, do they still make Velcro loafers? I thought those went out in like 87. This is Hawaii. It's more like rubber slippers. Oh, yeah. Thongs. Yeah, sure. That's what the rest of the people call Not the good ones. Flip-flops. Yeah. 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live, F-R-E-E-T-A-L-K-L-I-V-E. We need like a little light thing that just spins and randomly points at one of right. us. Like spin, spin the, bottle. the bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Who's well, gonna... but, but what do we do for the sociable? That's uh, that's a term I took from another game where uh, it's a dice game. It's a drinking game okay. where uh, you, know, you roll the dice and whoever wins gets to give away as many drinks as there are players. So if there's like six of you, you can either take them all yourself, which mostly people would not do you can give all six drinks to one player and get them drunk faster you could split them up three to you three to the other guy or two each or whatever or you can do what's called a sociable which is everybody just takes one okay so how would we do a sociable i don't know not spin the bottle that one would just be a declaration maybe like top of the hour okay something i don't know or have four squares right and spin and then if it lands in the empty square, right. that would be so the we've got the three and then the right. one. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. How right. do you think? We're engineering things here on Free Talk Live. Uh, in the studio, it is myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. And again, the number is 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us. Uh, we're going to uh, non-segue to the next thing. And this is from notthebee.com. They had to name their website Not the Bee so that they weren't confused with... Satire. Satire. The Babylon Bee is the satire website. Which is barely satire at this point. Well, it's predictive. You, you could say the same thing about a couple of other satire sites as sure. well. Sometimes I genuinely cannot tell. I know. It's getting crazy out here. I, know. I love this timeline. <laughs> so this from notthebee.com. A Portland lesbian bar shuts down after five days after opening for not being woke enough. They eat their own. They totally eat their own. And not just because they're lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Carry on. (laughs) My wayward son. Why don't you get your ass off the couch and get a goddamn job? That's an actual lyric. A guar covered. Okay. Carry on my wayward son by, by Kansas. And uh, in the in the middle of it, they kind of break down. And Odorous Urungus, who's the lead singer guy, he he says that in the middle of the song. I, I, I bypassed the Guar documentary on the torrent sites, and you said I have to go back and oh, watch it. Yeah, so do do go back. It okay. is like even if you don't know who Guar is, it's I'm very familiar with Guar. I'm talking to the listeners. Okay, even if the listeners don't know who Guar is, it is the greatest band rock and roll documentary of all time, bar none. I'm not even kidding. It is okay. that wow. freaking good. It is the greatest band, rock and roll band documentary of all time, bar none. Because of its because of its accuracy to the, like the Guar legacy? Like how it just 
Because it is. Okay. It, you, you have to watch it to know, but when you do, you'll be like, yeah, okay, I can see okay. why he has this opinion. Um, I Guar, remember Guar on like the Jerry Springer show and all those little things like showing up. and Yeah, Guar predates doing their thing. so many things, and they've been... Uh, they are, you'll find out in the documentary, but they're not just a band. They are an art collective. And you'll find out when you watch the documentary, like how it all started and how many people were involved and how many people have sort of rotated through their casts of characters and how much innovation they've done just as a stage show uh, over the course of their, I don't know, they must be going on 30 plus years. At least. Um, and this is a still great around. review. They're still around. They're still touring. I'm sold. So, when you rotate cast and characters, you can just keep that going on ad infinitum. Yeah, I'm just saying, watch it. It's, okay. it's great. It I will circle fantastic. back to it. Fantastic. Anyway, uh, we're talking about this article from Not the Bee. Portland Lesbian Bar shuts down five days after opening for not being woke enough. Uh, and this starts out saying, fact, you'll never be woke enough for the woke mob. Let me show you an example. And then they quote a Twitter And it's the libs of TikTok says a new lesbian bar in Portland shut down less than one week after opening its doors. The owners were accused of cultural appropriation and racism, leading to employees demanding ownership of the business. Oh, you know what I thought it was going to be? I thought they weren't letting trans women in because I know a lot of lesbians and, you know, kind of for obvious reasons why they might not want to be with a trans woman. Uh, Some lesbians are really transphobic. Is that the obvious reason? No, because they like the other thing. Okay. <laughs> so uh, They might not want to get pregnant. Oh, okay. That was my speculation, but it sounds like it's different wokeness. Ladies, they tried to be woke, and then they hired woke people, and the woke people went like, yeah, this isn't woke enough for me. We, we want to seize the means of production, as it were. <laughs> the means of reproduction? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the author starts... Ladies and gents, see, I'm allowed to write that because I don't work for a woke organization. This is how the woke mob works. Ladies and gents. I got it. It's not enough to be a lesbian bar in Portland, a bar which on opening night saw a line of 200 lesbians wrapped around the block for a chance to get in. No, if you want to be a woke establishment, especially in Portland, you must do much more than simply open your doors to the alphabet community. You must make sure you're inclusive enough for trans folks and BIPOCs. See? You must get your art approved by the woke mob just in case there's something wrong with it. Hey, you never know. It may have been painted by a straight white man. And apparently at a packed lesbian bar, you must take proper COVID measures too. Doc Marie's, the Portland lesbian bar we've come to speak about today, forgot to do some of these things, and now they're paying for their mistakes and apologizing to the woke mob. That's the saddest part. They're apologizing. I'm so sick of these people. Like when back in the day, if you didn't like an establishment or if you had an issue with it, you just didn't go there. You left and went somewhere where you were comfortable. Like, I don't get why. Clearly, there were over 200 people down the block. Clearly, somebody liked this bar. Not the employees, though. That's the thing. Well, they can get a different job. Well, they they want their they want ownership of the bar. That's the thing. I don't I don't get why they think they're entitled to that. Because they're the employees, they do the work. They get the they get the products of their. But labor. it's not. They don't own the business, though. Yeah, unless they get it from the lesbian. Well, company. just just wait. There's more, uh, and this looks like they're quoting something else. Maybe Instagram. Uh, it says, "But the excitement about the new progressive hangout dissipated quickly. Within days, Doc Marie's found itself on the receiving end of accusations of not being inclusive enough for trans people and people of color." 
Despite mask mandates being lifted in Portland, patrons accused the bar of not implementing enough COVID safety measures. Patrons also claimed that Doc Marie's had culturally appropriative art on the walls. Employees of Doc Marie's created an Instagram page to echo these concerns. So the employees who were hired to do the job oh were like, Oh my gosh. They claimed that the owners weren't proactive enough in creating a safe space and accused the owners of racism. The employees also demanded that the bar host free opportunities for education for the community. What? One post from the employee Instagram page reads, in part, We felt misled about the space being safe and welcoming. Our vision is a queer worker-owned cooperative that is ran democratically, provides mutual aid, and hosts free opportunities for education to our community. They immediately felt entitled to ownership shares, even though they put nothing in except for like five days worth of labor. These people are cancerous. The employees even demanded the owners relinquish their ownership and hand the business over to the workers. They gave them 24 hours. What is wrong with people? Keep going, because I think the owners were considering that. So brave, (laughs) the author laments. Oh, yeah. Well, needless to say, after five days, five days, Doc Marie's was forced to close the doors and re-examine what it means to be a woke organization. Stop trying to be a woke organization. Spoiler alert, they're still closed and likely will remain so. Like the meme is go woke, go broke. And this is no, another smaller example of that. It is Portland. Here's, right. here's Doc Marie's message to Portland's most woke. We hear you and we're taking steps to ensure that we can carry out our mission of being a proud, safe and inclusive space for our community. We will be posting updates on our action plan shortly, as well as a timeline for reopening. Thank you. Don't so- hire Marxists. Yeah, step one. Such a silly world the woke live in. Maybe someday they'll realize how dumb they've been. Until then, they'll just continue to eat each other up. No pun intended. Pun was intended when I said it. I, perhaps. I'm not the <laughs> author. So perhaps there was a pun intended there. But I I don't understand how you agree to work for somebody and then, you know, within five days, I demand ownership of this thing. I put my labor in. I mixed it with the tools that you provided me. It's mine now. Yeah. That's how they think. Yeah. That's literally how they think. That's why you can't hire those people. 603-283-6160. If you were the owner of Doc Marie's, what would you do? Give us a call. This is Free Talk Live. fun doing I, that i think uh i think everybody knows we're back now i, I think so I, I hope so if only there was a, a way in which we could let people know every time we were back every time on this sunday night edition of free talk live if only we could come up with a method that would consistently be said time and time again on sunday nights whenever we were back a signature catchphrase if you will if you will stolen. a motto if you will a t-shirt slogan perhaps a bumper sticker stolen from a saturday night live sketch <laughs> live from new hampshire it's sunday night there you go 603-283-6160 is the phone number here we'll get to your calls and thoughts momentarily this is free talk live in the studio it's myself the captain it's nikki and richie rich uh we have 
calls, so we're going to go to them. Let's first go to Oliver calling from Virginia. Oliver, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, buddy, man, I just want to let y'all know y'all just, it just turns me on listening to you. Every now and then you're all the way this way, and, and the other time you're all the way that way. Isn't it? <laughs> but I want to tell you something. You was talking about them words in the, that you can't say on the radio. Yeah. Please don't say them. Yeah, don't don't say any of them, please, otherwise we'll have I'm to. I'm not going to. I'm okay. going to spell them, and I'm going to leave out a, a, a letter. Uh, and, mm, just look, say just say the first look. letter of each one. Let's let's leave it at that. S-H blank T. Yep, yep. Uh, I've got S, uh, uh, a- P, uh, F, a- C, S, H. M blank and T. T. Okay. Right. S H blank T. Do you know where that came from? <laughs> well, I know where it's going. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what it did. They, they used to haul uh, back in the old days, you know, manure was a was a very uh, high product, you know. Yes, it, it still is. Haul it down the rivers and everything else for fertilizer. Yep. yep. And. And and the man would go and they had it in the bottom of the boat, and uh, the man would go down there in the bottom of the boat with his lantern, the kerosene lantern. Damn, the boat would blow up, and they started saying, "Store high in transit." Oh, because the methane gas rises and the kerosene uh, lamp would cause the spark and ignite the gas. Wow, so it's an high. acronym. Interesting, interesting. I always thought it stood so for high in transit, and that's where the word S. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we got, we got. It. <laughs> right. Thanks for the call, Oliver. We appreciate you. Um, I uh, I read a thing. It was meant to be funny, but it was superior high intensity training. Okay, and if you were like the lead guy presenting this particular training to your employees, you were the B I G. Superior high intensity training operative, right? As okay, you can you can figure that out for yourself. At any rate, uh, let's continue on. Let's go to Jerome calling from South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I got a gay experience I can tell you about. A what experience? A gay experience. Okay, go ahead. Like happy uh, or homosexual? <laughs> Why not both? I mean, it could be. It's Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. It was like years ago when I was in the Air Force, like back in the 70s, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. I oh, when been, you couldn't talk about it. I would have expected Navy, but go on. I was in the Air Force. Anyway, I met this uh, young lady. She was in the Air Force, too. She was very beautiful. You know, she was from Philadelphia. Her name was Joanne. So I said, hey, now, why don't you try to ask her out? So I asked her out, and she said, sure, I'll go out with you. But every time I went to pick her up, she would never be in the building she was living in because we were both living on the base, you know? And so after, like, maybe twice of trying to take her out, a friend of mine pulled me aside. He said, hey, you know why she won't go out with you, man? I said, no, why? Because she's gay, man. That's why. Uh, <laughs> Jerome, thanks for the call. Sometimes it's like that. <laughs> there's a there's a movie out there called uh, Chasing Amy. It's a Kevin Smith production. Uh, it's got, uh, what's his name, Tool in it. 
uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Uh, he's in it. Uh, anyway, uh, this guy is obviously interested in, in, in this girl. She's a friend of some friends, and they go to like see a band perform, and uh, he's like, all right, man, I'm going to go make my move. And he's like, wait, 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 there's something you should know about her. What, does she have a boyfriend, or is she married or something? He's like, no. And he's like, then what's to know? And he just struts away, <laughs> and it turns out that she's gay. Yeah. <laughs> I asked out a gay chick once. Did not know at the time. Yeah. Was told to me like, no. How did that go? Obviously poorly. You got the rejection? Of course. Yeah. I usually do better with gay chicks when I ask okay. them out. Me too. I would. I could. <laughs> I can see why you would, Nikki. But I was like, man, I missed all the signals. Like completely. Did not see that coming at all. Let's keep the fun rolling. Let's go to Major Payne in Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, you guys are tickling my Elmo. Oh, my I goodness. <laughs> I, I was in a bar one time with this broad down in Ohio, and uh, this dyke hit on me. We were out on the dance floor, and I was clueless like you, you know, some of your callers. I didn't know she was gay, but the chick I was with was mighty impressed that I pulled her out of the woodwork. Is that the end of the story? Okay. Thanks for the call, Major. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you want to join in the fun, we were talking about this Portland lesbian bar that got shut down, or actually decided to shut down five days after opening because their employees demanded to be owners of it. A worker-owned cooperative. Yes. You bought all the equipment. Now it's time for us to take over. Yeah, you bought all the equipment. You did all the work. You filled all the paperwork. You paid for all the insurance. You paid for our salaries. You know, all this, the marketing, the budget, the opening, right? All the press that goes along with that, you know, if there was any. Uh, and so now, of course, you should totally just turn the whole thing over to yeah. people who had no hand in helping you whatsoever. This this might be like too Rothbardian, right? But what how great it is to be a worker and get a paycheck before the product is even sold, marketed, or anything. Like, you're guaranteed income just for doing that part of it, having no bearing on, like, the profitability of the product or service that you're offering, and you get paid, whereas the owner takes all of that risk. Yeah. And I I maintain that this particular type of sentiment, this this workers who feel like they're they're being kept down by the rich business owners. I got to tell you, most businesses aren't rich. Okay. Yeah, most especially not owners, bars and restaurants. Yeah, most business owners, not rich, right? Uh, but they're making a go of it, and they're paying you for your role in their particular right. enterprise now i believe that this this type of uh attitude this anger is misplaced and it should be instead of placed at the hands of the people who are trying to allow them to make some money and get by and pay for the things they need to live and be a you know, regular person in this world they should instead turn that attitude towards the institution that is responsible for your money being worth less and less and less every day of your life for as lo longer than I've been alive anyway. Right. And that institution, of course, is known as the federal government. So I hear what you're saying, and I, I want to also acknowledge their concern that within you know a capitalist structure of some kind, it is the business owner's prerogative, yes. right, like to minimize costs and maximize output yep right and you are your you you your labor is the output and your paycheck is the cost right so their goal is to pay you as little as possible and to get you to do the most work as possible yes and your goal is to do the as little work as possible and get paid as much as possible not always 
Eh. I mean, if you want good employees to stay, you're going to pay them a little bit more. That's part of it, right? So there's there's a balance in there that goes, well, if I pay them too little, I'm going to have high turnover. Right. I'm not going to get the quality work, and the, my product's going to suffer. Right. And that right there is why business owners will pay higher than minimum wage yes. or pay people what they're worth for better ser- you know, better service or better labor. And a, and a medium is reached. Well, and this is a, a I, I see it underutilized, at least in the businesses that I've partaken in, whether as an employee or as part of a business myself or even as a consumer uh, at some businesses. Uh, there's something called a, a 90-day probationary period or even a 30-day probationary period. And that is um, most people, when they go and they get a job uh, and they agree to it, well, that that's the end of it. You've agreed to it. If you didn't like the terms, if you didn't get all your answers uh, or your questions answered before you were hired, you shouldn't agree to it. Um, but if you did agree to it, then stick to your agreement. Uh, now, if you want to make more money, if you want to, oh, I don't know, get promoted or perhaps run a business of your own one day, then it's it's up to you to provide the value first before you receive it. And this is a this is a philosophy that is not ANCAP specific. It's not even anarchist specific. It's not even libertarian specific. But that is, if you want to succeed in life, pay it forward first. Be of value first, and then the money will come. And depending on the market, you may not get paid what you're worth elsewhere. 603-283-6160. Would you demand your employer relinquish his business to you because you're angry? Free Talk Live. And we're back. That's right. I just took that one. We're it's your all, prerogative. We well, all you are the captain. <laughs> uh, sometimes that name gets me into trouble. Sometimes it gets me into awesome. <laughs> Does it ever get you out of trouble? Not yet. On the side of the road. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm the captain. I was discussing the potential of, like, legally changing my name to Captain Kickass. Those of you who have been listening for a long time know that it's not my legal name. Whatever. Um, but it is my authentic name. Let's leave it at that. It was given to me by some friends. And anyway, I was I have no compelling reason to make the change legally. The only possible benefit that I think I might get out of it is some chuckles the next time I get pulled over by a cop. Right? Like, excuse me, sir, do you know how fast you're going? Can I see your license and registration, please? And like, here, like, Captain Kickass. Oh, we got another captain here, boys. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, one of two things is going to happen, right? They're either going to be, oh, Captain Kickass is getting a ticket today, right? You know, or yeah. I can't give Captain Kickass a ticket. Here, go on, have a good day. One, like, it, yeah. it's a binary situation at that point. No ambiguity whatsoever. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm just not going to do it because I find it ridiculous to spend money uh give money to the state voluntarily Blech. who wants to do that much less for the privilege of having like their documents changed into my preferred uh you know first and last that's name. the thing that's what i've said if you have to pay the state to change your name whose name is it yep it's theirs exactly so it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. And let's go to your calls and thoughts. Let's go to Phil calling from California. Phil, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Uh, hey, Phil. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm picking up dinner. Okay. Okay. What you having? Oh, <laughs> I'm having Chinese food. Oh, Ooh, that sounds Ooh. good. And then? It's uh, at the Jing Jing Chinese Cuisine in Rockland, California. Uh, okay, a little plug there. Okay. Egg, egg Foo Young? Oh, that's um, good. No, uh, we're getting some, uh, just a bunch of bunch of stuff, some lo mein. We're good. Lumen. And then? No no medium mein? Nah, nah, just lo mein. <laughs> and, uh, I, you, you called the radio Everybody. show, so what, what was on your mind? Chinese food, apparently. I did, I did. I'm, I'm sorry, I've been on hold for a minute. Okay. I was just going to talk about, uh, like, it seems like there's a, like, L.A. County starting up with the mask mandate. Yep. Uh, Alameda County. They uh, they reinstated, but the thing is, uh, I was in Oakland the other, like I was in Oakland last week, and uh, it didn't seem like anyone was following it. It's uh, kind of like when they try to instate it in uh, Northern California, where no one was following. That's that kind of what question. happened here. Oh, all three of us. Okay. <laughs> uh, go ahead. I was just saying that's kind of what happened here. They reinstated the mask mandate in Keene, and nobody listened to. Well, some people listened to it, but for the most part. Most people Most didn't people listen to it. it, and they did not get hassled for it. I, similar sentiment. I, w- I would be curious as to how many people in that county. In, do you think they'll be able to pull it off in L.A. County? Pull off the mask? Uh, sure. Oh, take it off your face. That, it's California, so likely. But no one's doing it in Al- Well, I mean, only the most loyal of the cult are following it in Alameda County. That's a good um, sign, I actually. I don't know if it's anti-cult behavior, though. I think people have just been so worn down by it, right? That it has nothing to do with being anti-state or protest. It's just like, oh, I, I don't want to do it. Well, I mean, hopefully that is a good sign. Like, I would have thought that if there was anywhere in uh, the United States that could pull it off, it would be like the greater L.A. region. I, I don't know if that's where Alameda County is. I don't know my geography there very no, well. No, Alameda's Oakland. Oakland. Okay. Um, also, I wanted to point out that uh, there is a J that nobody pronounces in front of Oakland, so it's properly Jokeland. pronounced Jokeland. Okay. That's just a commentary well, on their on their legislature. They, they, LA uh, face with a Jokeland booty. Oh, hang on, the no guys talking. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, my bad. No, I, no, I you Phil. Go uh, ahead. San, there we go. All right. I was going to say San Francisco says they have no plans of going back to the mask mandate and that they don't work, which is funny because San Francisco is probably the highest concentration of cult members in uh, so California. You would think with all the poop on the street, San Franciscans would just wear the mask to get rid of the smell. Right. So when I was in California a few months ago, I was doing a coastal tour from like LA area up through Big Sur, and I wanted to kind of go a little past San Francisco to hit this really cool beach. And the people I were living with told me that I would not want to go anywhere near San Francisco because most of the private businesses and stuff are still super masky. And they were like, you guys wouldn't last there because you just get kicked out of everywhere. So that's just what local Californians Um, were telling me. I don't know what's actually going on over there. That's not true at all. Okay. Um, I I was karaokeing last night at the Mint on Market Street. Right right, at... uh, everyone's in the Castro partying, mm-hmm. and no one's uh, no one's rocking the mask for the most part. I mean, there are, you know, you get people. I mean, but the thing is, like before the mask mandates, like even like years ago, like I mean, a lot of people in the Asian community 
I've always worn masks, so that's not that's not anything new. Right. I I, I but, saw that in Seattle too. I lived there for twenty two years, and like every now and again, you'd see either a couple Asians or you know somebody you know getting off the plane or headed downtown, and they'd have the mask on out of respect because they were ill and they didn't want to they didn't want to get other people. Ill. I never really just questioned it. I was just like, yeah. oh well, whatever. You know, it never yeah. really bothered me. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I really feel like there's a difference between people who wear masks because they're sick or cult members. I kind of differentiate uh, between them. Agreed. Hard to tell. They wear the same mask. Hey, thanks for the call, Phil. We appreciate it. Enjoy your uh, your food, as they call it in China. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're in China, you just order food. You Understood. Order yeah, no, anyway. We laughed because we got the job. Uh, yeah, good, good. Um, I'm retracting my laugh now that you tried to explain it. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's continue on, and let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. Um, I'm getting more information about the upcoming Civil War from um, Psychics. Civil War? Ooh, the Boogaloo. Wait, wait, wait. Psychics oh. are telling you about the Civil War? What What are these psychics saying, Sarah? I'm I'm dying to know. Okay. One of the things that I've been catching from the uh, – is that it's going to be the degenerates, the the psychos or the riffraff of uh, that's who are going to be sacrificed in the Civil War, which well, is good. It's kind of like a – Sacrifice to whom? Because I'd be cheering for those people. Well, first of all, how do we know who the riffraff, the psychos are? They're the ones who lose because they're the asking Sarah. I get it, but I'm answering well, anyway. Um, well, they're, they're kind of like, uh, I guess, the ones that have bad karmas or something that's going to get killed off during the Civil Oh, so War. the government. Well, well, they're the riffraff and the degenerates. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be great if the rapture just took away all of the government? Well... How That's what I've it? been praying for. How would it, though? Because there's a separation of church and state, right? They're, all the government people are going to be left they're, behind. They're immune from Because they're immune from it because they have to separate. The them. joke's on them. Government is a religion. Oh. Sarah, go on. So that's one thing. And then another thing is it's going to be the southern states. That's where the most of the civil war is going to happen. Again? Those things. Yeah, yeah. But that's Break out the stars and bars. We're going for it again. Well, I mean, um, there was, I mean, there was a civil war as where it broke out, so it's going to happen again there. That's going to be the state. But those are the two clues. But, you know, I, I have never met this psychic. It's, it's a hermaphrodite psychic, so I'm just hearing from the... Is there an uh, H in the alphabet know. soup thing? You know, sometimes Sarah's calls are less than average, and sometimes they're above average. LGBTQH? <laughs> well, that's the plus, well, right? Oh, okay. No, all of these psychics are all are, are always soft at. And I mean, it doesn't matter how. I mean, how can you give give a rating or credibility to a psychic? Yeah, if it came from Peglin, I mean, what is Evelyn Pagolini? She saw, uh, prophesied, and many people prophesied about the Civil War. What you need is multiple. You need yeah. nine psychics on a bench, and then if five of them agree, then that's what you do. Or we'll, more, five or more. We'll see if Sarah's hermaphrodite psychic predictions come true or not. This is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Do you think Civil War is on the way? Boogaloo, Give us a call. Boogaloo, Let us know. Boogaloo.
And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. Whoa. The, the triplets, man. The triumvirate. The trio. I like having the echo chamber. The echo chamber. The echo chamber. There you are. You can say that again. I can. It's an echoing dual repetitive redundancy. An echoing dual repetitive redundancy? An echoing dual repetitive redundancy. You can say that again. <laughs> an echoing dual repetitive redundancy? An echoing dual repetitive redundancy. I'm not going to try to say that. All right. <laughs> Nikki, Nikki brings our tomfoolery to, the, to, to an end. Simmer down, everybody. We got a show to do. Nikki Killjoy. It's true. <laughs> Wow. It's uh, <laughs> a far I'll cry from, from Nikki Sunshine. Wow. I know. A, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, although, if we wanted to be true to our tomfoolery, she could just be Nikki Nikki. Nikki Nikki Nikki. Nikki oh, first, Nick. middle, and last. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Nikki Nick. Yeah, Nikki Nick. Uh, <laughs> I think mm, I've done that before. <laughs> I'm not going to be Captain E Captain. Okay. It's just not going to happen. Cappy Cap. Oh God, no! That sounds like somebody made a cartoon of me, like for children's Saturday morning, like Cappy Cap. Yeah, uh, put yeah. you on a cereal box. I'm gonna do that now. Put me on a cereal box. Yeah, Cappy Cap. Oh God! I have no words. Vegan cereal. Oh God! With oat milk. It's just like dried broccoli. <laughs> Uh, this is Free Talk Live. You don't say. The telephone number is 603-283-6160 in the studio. It's myself, Cappy Cap. <laughs> it's Nikki Nick. And Richie Rich. It's not oh, fair. Man. You didn't have to change I know. Yours. You could be like My Richard My face is hurting Edward, from like, Ri- trying not to laugh. <laughs> Richard Edward Wealthy or something. Richard Johnson. <laughs> Rich. uh, I have to tell you that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. <laughs> You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this important and world-changing information. If you're already a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com to get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all in a very slick and easy-to-use website, please visit Bitcoin.com. All right. So we're going to, keeping with our no-segue format this evening, uh, we're going to skip over this one, and we're going to skip over that one. And we're going to go to not that one either. Oh, this one's not loading. Oh, yeah. All right, let's talk about this one. Because we already, didn't we talk about Florida already a little bit? No, maybe Florida not. man. Florida man. Has finally met his match? Question mark. Ooh. Meet Florida Sheriff. Sounds uh. intimidating. This is from the AP. And Incredible it's, news source. And it says, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. When a naked man in southwestern Florida recently raised a ruckus outside of his house and threatened a deputy with a kitchen knife. As a Florida man is wont to do. The SWAT team swooped in and apprehended him. Soon the after, SWAT team? Florida Sheriff. <laughs> Soon afterward, Lee County Sheriff Carmine Marcheno stood on the man's driveway in combat gear for a news conference while the suspect went to the jailhouse that the sheriff likes to call the Marcheno Motel. Photo op, you mean. Wow. Shows up after the battle's done in his camo gear. Yeah, full yeah. on. Okay. He's an oxygen stealer and a scumbag, and I'm glad he's out of here, Marcheno Wait, told reporters. He said that on the record? Florida Sheriff. I'll say it taking again. Taking out Florida man. 
He's an oxygen stealer and a scumbag, and I'm glad he's out of here, Marcino told reporters. He might not be wrong. Like, we don't know. But you got a naked dude swinging a knife, right? Like, I don't know. Who knows what kind of damage that could do? Well, he... He said he raised a ruckus. Didn't say anything. Okay. But, you know, uh, with a knife. He did threaten a deputy with a kitchen knife. So what? Okay. You know, with a kitchen knife. Like like a steak knife or like you a know, butter knife. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, you know, was it a spork? You know, we. You know, Depends whose kitchen you're in. You get some pretty good stuff in my kitchen. He continues. I'm proud to say that in this county, if you present deadly physical force, we meet you with deadly physical force every oh, time, gosh. and we win. It's pretty clean and pretty quick. That guy needs to go to jail. <laughs> this is, uh, it's, I. That's the sheriff? I, I don't mean to break it to you, but this is the attitude of most LEOs but in my experience. They they usually don't say it, though, to the press. Okay. Normally that they just might keep be true it to, to themselves. themselves. Yeah. 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 Within the gang talk. Yeah. Okay. So again, hold on a moment. Because if he weren't the Leo, right, would we not agree that, you know, the threat of deadly force should be met accordingly? Yeah, unless you're a cop. Okay, go on. I mean... Like if someone came swinging a knife at you and you went, yeah. I'm, I'm carrying, pop, pop, threat neutralized. I mean, yeah, it, okay. it makes sense. But to kind of brag about it after, like that's the part that I'm really not down for is to be like, well, I'm I'm the sheriff and, and if you cause a ruckus, I'm going to kill you and we're going to meet you with deadly force and call in the SWAT team and... I mean, I mean, okay, so if if it was mm, crazy naked man brandishing a knife and Richie Rich happened to be the point or the uh, the person he was threatening, Richie Rich just happened to be wearing full combat gear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and took him out, right? Look, mm, what we, would we say? We just spent a week, you know, glorifying the self-defense shooting of that 22-year-old kid. Yeah. Right? Because there was a dude who was like using deadly force, yeah, and he was quick, like all hell. Like I, I, I couldn't. It was do that. impressive. No, it was yeah. impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. But he's he's now a saint. Like he's reached that level in the two way community. Like Saint Eli right. at this point, because he recognized deadly force and met it with deadly force. There's another T shirt idea for you. Okay, Saint Eli. Saint Eli. Okay, fine. We'll we'll do that too. But so what I'm saying is like that's not necessarily a problem. It's just a problem when that's the first response of law enforcement on what may not actually be deadly force. Right. Well, and I don't like the whole, uh, you know, in full fatigues and giving it, rah, 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 right? you know, that drill sergeant style of thing, right? I Which get it. But if I was planning on deadly force, like, you know, I have body armor somewhere. Yeah. Like if, if that, if we were planning for that, right, we're like, well, this dude's, you know, this dude's doing the thing. We're like, we got to go stop him. And we weren't in a situation like St. Eli where we're like, oh, we're just in a mall. We got what we got. And we're like, well, we got to go get this guy. Like, you better believe we're, we're throwing on some kit. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. The Sunshine State has become internationally notorious for the oddball miscreants who populate its police blotters and local news reports, known collectively as Florida, Florida Man. Man. There are murders and mayhem like any place else, and then there are the only in Florida incidents, like the man charged with assault with a deadly weapon for throwing an alligator through a Wendy's drive through window in Palm Beach County in 2015. What? But an equally eccentric cast of hard-boiled sheriffs make a career of going after these guys. Florida man, meet Florida Sheriff. I'm just like picturing Dog the Bounty Hunter in my head right now. But like with a badge, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And he's not got a like, real bounty hunter, by the way. And he's Bail got like, he's got the bad, the, the faux hawk. The, 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 he's got the full on mullet. The mullet hawk. Yeah. Whatever. Well, it's kind of shaved on the side, so okay. it's kind of a mullet. It's a, you know, I don't no, know, it's you definitely know, a mullet. You know. that, mullet mohawk combo. Mullet okay. hawk. Mullet. I don't know. 603-283-6160. If you had a mullet and you shaved two sides of your head, what do you call it? Let us know. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. Yes, we are back. It is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160 is the telephone number here in the studio if you'd like to join us. Speaking of which, I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me tonight... It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. We've been talking about Florida Sheriff. Versus Florida Man. <laughs> That'd be a cage match, right? Florida right. Man versus Florida Sheriff. Uh, all just the throw Florida him in the man. octagon. So uh, this sheriff's name is Carmine Marchena, Marcina, M-A-R-C-E-N-O. You pronounce it. I don't care. Um, you looked him up. I did. Uh, what did you find? He has a big ego, the, the, based on my professional opinion. Your professional opinion. Yes. So Looks like a D-bag. Yep. <laughs> Confirmed. I mean, so... To be fair, the uniform kind of does that to people. Yeah. Right? So, but even so, you found, what, way too many photos of this guy? Yeah, he just has, it seems like he likes to get a lot of headshots. Like nope, he's seeking... No pun intended. <laughs> oh, gosh. Taking down Florida, man. <laughs> That's all you found? Just pictures? He has a nice smile. We'll all give right. him that, too. I'll balance it out with something nice. That's nice of you. Thank well, you. Putting, really putting the sunshine back in your name after Richie's dig on you earlier. Yeah, exactly. I know I have to redeem myself. <laughs> uh, so at any rate... Nikki Moonlight is what I like to call her now. This, this Florida Sheriff Carmine Marchano stood on the suspect's driveway in combat gear for a news conference. and After they'd already hauled him away. Said, he's an oxygen stealer, a scumbag, and I'm glad he's out here. Uh, so uh, anyway, all but one of Florida's 67 counties have an elected sheriff, and they wield enormous influence in part because they're often the only countywide elected official. The head agencies that typically patrol unincorporated portions of their county, but also provide backup to city police departments and sometimes patrol small cities that lack their own force. Like many, or sorry, many, like Marcheno, hold made-for-YouTube news conferences and use TikTok (laughs) and other social media frequently going just as viral as the perpetrators. So he's not even the only one. No, he's not not the only one. I worked with these girls at the hospital that used to watch cop because they had like a whatever uniform fetish or whatever they call it. And they used to watch these videos and they were so cringy and just so disgusting. And they'd be like, oh my God, he's so hot. And I'm like throwing up in my mouth. They give another example of Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson in Florida's panhandle. During a recent news conference about a burglary, Johnson, elected in 2016, said a homeowner had fired shots but didn't hit the suspect. Johnson encouraged the homeowner to take a gun safety course offered every other Saturday at the sheriff's office so he could better take matters into his own hands. Learn to shoot a lot better, Johnson said. Save the taxpayers money. I like this guy. (laughs) 
Like, I mean, citizens should all learn how to shoot and learn yes. how to shoot well. The sentiment is there. Yes. But to go to the local sheriff's office to do it. Yeah, I don't know if, if that's the free, best place to yeah. train, though. If it's free. Well, free as in taxpayer funded. We're no. going to have to put a kibosh yeah. on that. Okay. But, okay. But, you know, I mean, if you're poor and you want to, like, shoot a cop's gun, you know, why wouldn't you? Fair enough. On the Atlantic coast near Cape Canaveral. Brevard County Sheriff Wayne Ivey makes game of a crime, literally. His weekly Wheel of Fugitive videos feature the sheriff spinning a wheel with photos of 10 of the county's most wanted. Everybody watches it, even the fugitives watch it, to see who becomes the fugitive of the week, Ivey said. The lucky winner of one recent episode was 32-year-old white male accused of, it's, this is petite theft, I think they mean petty, petty. theft. <laughs> Unless he's robbing short girls or something. <laughs> Petite theft. And failure to appear. The sheriff first elected in 2012 looked into the cameras as if speaking directly to the man and urged him to surrender. Stop messing up and stop breaking the law. Get all of it behind you. It, it, We're coming to get you. These this guys, is so weird. Are these guys all on like roids or something? Have they been watching too much WWE? Yeah. I can almost, I, you know, there's a, I don't want to guarantee, but there's a good chance they're on some kind of performance enhancer. Right. When part of your job, you get paid to work out and part of it's to look intimidating and be bigger than the rest of us. You're taking something. The Twitter account of Pasco County Sheriff Chris Noco or Nocho. I'm not sure how you pronounce that, who has starred in A&E's Network's live PD show. I didn't know they had a live PD show. Also, all those like cops, that whole show that should never have made the airways. Anyway, he made a splash with local sad criminal of the day posts. His agency also copyrighted the now viral hashtag 9 p.m. routine, a reminder to lock car doors and homes every night. Wouldn't you do that before? I mean, yeah. I, normally you'll lock your car as you're exiting it, not like, okay, it's 9 p.m. Let me go lock my house and my car. Some people need a reminder. I do remember a, a show, and I don't know if it was all about the cops, but they used to regularly feature like the dumbest criminals and that kind of thing. So there was a guy who like, went into like a convenience store that had a now hiring sign and he filled out the application and sort of cased the joint while he was there, you know, checking out how many people were working, where the doors were, that kind of stuff. And he comes back later and robs the place. The same person who took his application was still working, having to pull a double or something along those lines. Yeah. And so uh, they were like, yeah, here's the application. He used all of his real information on the application. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> See, some pe- some people deserve to get caught, man. Maybe it was a cry for help. He wanted to get caught. Well, he was obviously broke, yeah. so we both needed a job and decided to rob someplace. So and get three hots got and a the, cot. Imagine if he got the job after that. We were totally going to hire you, bro, and then you robbed us. You got to wait and then pill for the register. Get the job first and then steal from the till. In January, the department cut off. In January, the department cut off the social media commenters because the accounts fell victim to their success. With over 300,000 Facebook followers, more than double that of much larger Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office in nearby Tampa, NOCO said the people were too often reporting crimes online rather than calling 911. Nice. This is the future. Over in Central Florida. I wonder how many of them would commit the crimes just to get on, just to get featured. I'm famous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know that that would happen. Like, well, my life sucks. I might as well get famous. I'll be on the YouTube. (laughs) Just might as well throw this alligator through a Wendy's drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, that had to be a spontaneous thing. Although, who's just carrying an alligator around with them wherever they go? So, ironically enough, uh, one of my Facebook friends posted like a video, yeah. and it was possum in the pocket. So they just put a possum, pocket in the, possum, right in the pocket of you know a billiard table. Yeah. So the dude reaching in to grab the ball, <laughs> oh got, got like bit by the possum and like pulls in and just flings the possum. Like, oh yeah, it's just po- possum in the pocket. Um, I've never done this. So people do this. I've never done this, but I've seen it done. Uh, I was at a uh, a carnival, and uh, one person had had upset another person, and the the other person was just finishing smoking a cigarette. As the person who upset him turns and walks away. So he just sort of starts following the guy a little bit, kind of pace for pace. And uh, the, the guy in front of him was wearing denim jeans. And so he took the remainder of his cigarette, which there's a couple drags left on it, so it was still lit, still smoldering, and turned it upside down butt first and just sort of gently dropped it into the back pocket of the person in front oh. of him. Oh. And then stopped walking and watched. Uh, and as soon as the embers start getting down to a place where they're burning through the denim, you watch a guy freak out <laughs> and because his, well, his ass is on fire. <laughs> Good reason to f- wear snug-fitting jeans without loose pockets. Just saying. I've never done this, but I've seen it done. Okay. Over in Central Florida is perhaps the highest profile. Oh, uh, it's important to mention that I saw it done in Florida. Okay. That's, oh, okay. That's, that's the the tie in. We will. need the, we need the sheriff's department to come after that dude now. Deadly force meets deadly force. <laughs> that's arson. <laughs> Attempted burning of the buttocks. <laughs> you know, it really burns my ass. <laughs> A flame about this high. Over in Central Florida is perhaps the highest profile enemy of Florida man and Florida woman. Ooh, Ooh, that I didn't know there was ominous. a Florida woman. Florida district attorney. A Florida oh. woman. Yeah, usually you hear about the Florida man, not there the are Florida, Florida woman. Who is this highest profile enemy of Florida man and Florida woman? We'll find out on Free Talk Live coming up. The telephone number is 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join the conversation. segment of tonight's edition of free talk live we're here seven nights a week from 7 p.m until 10 p.m eastern time the phones are always open during those times if you're hearing this show outside of those times uh, please know that you can only call between 7 p.m and 10 p.m eastern because that's when we're broadcasting so in the studio it's myself the captain it's nikki and rich rich let's go to uh a new mexico man David, you're on Free Talk Live. Speedo man. Yeah. Hey, continuing uh, to uh, yeah. Hey, I rock a speedo, hey, dude. I rock a speedo, dude. Unlike uh, some people, I I can see on YouTube. Well, and that's what we How were. How many gonna... dudes are you looking at on YouTube? In speedos. Yeah. And why? That's it. Got to have Got to have a, a IQ of above uh, say 125 to follow my my attempts at humor. But um, but what's what what's up with the speedo? I, rock, I said I rock a Makes speedo. Makes you swim fast. As referenced by Richie Rich, just uh, 
trolled me about a speedo that I used to wear when I would go swimming in the ocean and elsewhere. This is still your Twitter profile pic. Like I, I found the Twitter, I saw the speed, I went, "Is this really David?" And then You're I had to confirm me, that. Dude? What's that? You're stalking me, dude. He's well, not I mean, stalking you. He's just calling a lot. You've you've told us to like Google your name a bunch of times, and so I Googled it yeah, once. No, I'm, just, I'm just I'm just messing with you. I don't care who looks at what. Yeah. But so, so why are you yeah. looking at guys in speedos then? Full fashion. I'm not. Oh. But he just said he was on YouTube. I'm pretty sure he said he's seen thousands of guys in speedos on YouTube. Thousands. It's a conservative estimate. David, are you Joe, conservative? Joe, conservative? I don't know. But uh, Joe Monahan is not. Joe Monahan is a Democrat, I believe. Is that Wait, right? Okay, Joe? so I have Joe to ask. Monahan. I have to ask David. So uh, there are certain names uh, like M. Monica Zamora, John J. Yeah. Romero, and then what's this new guy that you just mentioned? This uh, well, this is a guy, the professional writer. He's writing about Judge Tommy Jewell, who is the husband of one of the Tommy Jewell. Is the other one. Okay, so we're gonna uh, Angela, Judge, Judge we're, Angela Jewell is his wife. David, David, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. take take up a collection and yeah. see if we can raise enough money for you to get all of these names of these people in government who have wronged you. See if we can get enough money so you can get them tattooed on your back. Oh. So that when you're out on the beach in your speedo, you can also sort of, you know, give these guys the what for. You know what I'm saying? Can we put it in like a tweet yeah, bubble? Cool. cool. Take take up that collection and send that money. I would I would think that's a great idea. All right, cool. Thanks for the call, David. We'll let you know when we have it. 603-283-6160. Uh, that's the, the number here. You might be able to get on. I don't know. Uh, our screener's working overtime today, so it's a toss-up. Uh, but we've been talking about uh, this Florida sheriff. Multiple Florida sheriffs. Many apparently. of them. Uh, so much so that uh, they're trying to make it into a trope just like Florida man. And apparently, Florida sheriffs. And apparently Florida woman as well. Uh, over in central Florida is perhaps the highest profile enemy of Florida man and Florida woman. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd. Grady Judd. That's a name. That's a southern name, all right. Yeah. Grady Judd, who constantly targets gangs, drug dealers, and prostitution rings in his folksy southern drawl. <laughs> uh, did I nail it? Folksy southern drawl? Anyway. Very nice. <laughs> He's fine. We're going to go I probably over-celebrated that one. Crips in the bloods. Uh, so, uh, this folksy southern drawl has been a frequent hit on TV. On TV. Not YouTube, TV, apparently. That's why he's the biggest one. Since he was first elected with no party affiliation in 2005. Oh, that's pretty cool. Judd says of school shooters, we're going to shoot you graveyard dead. All right, well, that's better than the Uvalde police. Uh, (laughs) If he comes through. If he comes through. Yeah, Yeah, just because it says something doesn't mean he's, you know, he actually. They probably talked a whole bunch before they actually got put in the situation, I'm sure. He also has praised homeowners for firing on intruders, including one last December. He gave him an early Christmas present. Only Santa Claus gets to come in your house, Judd told a news conference. <laughs> I, I kind of I like this guy. Judd often refers to the Polk County Jail as the Polk Pokey. Nice. Just and call it the Polky. The Polky, yeah. Just why, why waste the extra letters? Yeah. Just put an L in Pokey and be done with it. Uh, and last holiday season, his office sold their version of the popular Elf on the Shelf doll, dubbed Sheriff on a Shelf. Oh, that's so creepy. And he personally autographed Sheriff Judd Bobbleheads. Oh, nice. This guy sounds like such 
uh, narcissist. I, I, I was liking him, and now I'm not liking him anymore. Just yeah. wait. Just wait. Pretty soon, there's going to be the Florida Sheriff NFTs. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to collect those. Oh, God. One of Judd's latest targets was not exactly the crime of the century, but Judd had planned to say about a woman accused of assaulting workers at a McDonald's because her order was wrong. She's a pretty lady, but she was McMad. <laughs> this Judd, guy does have jokes. Judd said on May 20th, I don't know if she was too fried short of a Happy Meal, but she created a McMess and acted like a McNutt. This Tried is, to throw a fruit punch at her. This is Polk County. We don't put up with that McJunk. Uh, yeah, so that's the end of the article. So clever guy. Yeah, uh, I, oh. he's he's got mixed style. Okay, but he might have a Mickey ego. They all do. I mean, that comes with the territory. Yeah, it is true that only people of a certain personal disposition are attracted to these types of jobs. Now, I will say, when it comes to sheriff versus police, right? That uh, one uh, is supposed to have authority over the rest of them in other words if there's some sort of a thing that that the police are in that a sheriff in theory is supposed to be able to come in and shut the police down yeah uh, because he's the only elected official uh you know in or the only elected person in law enforcement which is why we need libertarian sheriffs around here i mean i guess that's a start right you know i'd prefer just you know no government and private security and you know if you don't have it figure it out to what do you be, want? Be like your own security. Transsexual Satanist sheriff around here? Is that? She's is that? got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had one run, so I mean, you know, why not? Why not? Especially, uh, I'm trying to remember her. Her campaign was it, that she was going to let the deputies just come into the office and play like Xbox and that kind of thing, like at the office. There's one dude. There's one dude running for some office. Um, in New Hampshire, I forget his name, and I forget. I think it might might be Merrimack County or something like that. And he's like, "Deputize everyone!" Like that's <laughs> that's his libertarian platform. Ooh, cool, interesting. Right? right? Can you actually? I mean, you could. He's the sheriff. He's he's elected. Do what you want. You could deputize everyone. That's the plan. And now everyone's a sheriff. Therefore, or a deputy. Or a deputy yeah. yeah, a deputy sheriff. But yeah. therefore, decentralizing the entire. Sheriff's Department and making police obsolete. Want to be I'm a deputy? With it. Okay. Huh. Next time I come across his name, I will forward it over. You got you. a magic rectangle? Look it up, man. Do I, give me a moment then. One moment, please. Captain's okay. just excited to add another thing to his name. <laughs> okay. That's you, deputy captain uh, to you. All right. All right. You've, you've got me there. <laughs> Lord deputy. Wait, let me think about it for doctor. A Lord doctor. Reverend Deputy Captain Kick. Wait, I think Lord Doctor Reverend Captain Deputy Kickass. I think would be has a has a nice ring to it. Appropriate uh, placement there. I I I'm not sure that would fit on like the nameplates of my desk. <laughs> It's just really long, like takes up the entire desk. Or like my my Walgreens uh, employee badge. Right, I'm not sure. Might have to. Put two of them together and stab myself. In hey, the whatever chest you need to do, however you need to make times. it work. I wonder if I could. I wonder if I could hire a skywriter to just put that in the sky. Right? Just one day you look up and you're like, the Lord, Doctor, Reverend, Captain, Deputy, Kickass. I can't find it in the short amount of time that we have. Well, there you go. Sorry.
All right, some headlines we didn't get to. Scientists find link between wolf attacks and far-right politics. We should have gotten to that one. The reemergence of wolves to Germany has been accompanied by electoral gains for far-right parties, a new study reports. How is that even connected? Who drew those lines? You know, uh, the wolf population has increased. It must be the far right. <laughs> it always is. Looking for looking for a scapegoat to blame. <laughs> Gonorrhea could be the driver of gene mutations that fight against dementia, improving cognition. So now we have an excuse when Joe Biden gets it. It's just for his dementia. We're trying to cure the president. We had to give him the gonorrhea. <laughs> we had no choice. No choice. No choice. Cancer didn't work. What's the other one? The and COVID finally, didn't work. Yeah. And finally, eat the rich. Ice cream truck sells $10 popsicles shaped like Bezos, Musk, and others. Capitalism targeted Marxists. Way to make that money. We are out of time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If we didn't get to your calls, call us back on another day, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Thanks and peace. <laughs>